Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. Our next workshop is coming up February 15th through the 17th in Florida, just outside Orlando. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're yes. glad that you're with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with the sharp-dressed Stephen Cervantes. Hey, I have a tie on today. Yeah, hey, so feeling how, good. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Good. It's a little, little bit gray and rainy outside, but we are full of energy in here. And, yes, and, and I have a going. surprise for Jonathan. I know. <laughs> Stephen comes in this morning and he goes, uh, how are you about just me springing something on you? Just a surprising. So this I is, have no idea what's going to happen. Let's not waste time doing a lot of background. You're a smart guy. You'll catch on quick. Plus, I want the audience to see your response. That'll be part of the fun. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> this could be interesting. And there's no fear. It's all on me. All you have to do is respond to it, okay? okay. And then you can win. So there's no pressure here. Well, hey, before we get uh, dive into that, let me just uh, remind you, if we, as we do every now and then, we're a listener-supported uh, broadcast. So the way you're hearing us or seeing us is just because of people that have come alongside and been faithful and generous to support us. And um, so I just want to encourage you, if that's something that you feel led to do, please go to our website at puresexradio.com, and then you can just click on the donate link at the top and uh, and support this ministry. And we're thankful to those of you who have come alongside of us. And so, Stephen, I guess I'm as prepared as I'll ever be <laughs> you for are. whatever you, you got. Are just that I need you to be ready to respond. So first, we're going to do a little bit of a lesson here, okay? So you got to stay with me for the first part so okay. that the second part makes sense, okay? And this is going to turn into a sexual discussion, too, but not at first. Okay. okay? So I'm stumbling along, and I like, I like to try to understand how the brain works. But most of the stuff is so technical. Mm, it's yeah. hard to read, and you get lost. You get in all these chemicals oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And they talk about these names and the amygdala and the limbic system and <laughs> the neurons firing. And okay, so when you find somebody that makes it simple and makes sense, it's like, well, I got that. I can do this one. So I'm reading this book called The Brain That Changes Itself. And I don't know how to say his last name, Norman. How do we decide we're going to say it? Doige or D O I D G E. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry Norman, if yeah. we butchered your <laughs> right. name. So he's a leader in the field of neuroplasticity. That's the brain's ability to change. 
and he starts with a story, and he says, "I was a, I was young. I was ten years old, somewhere around there, and and uh, I heard there were tanks coming to town for the Fourth of July parade." And my buddies and I got together and we got behind the scene and we got on these tanks and we were just having a great time. And then I fell off and I broke my leg. Oh my goodness. And he said, my major bone in my leg, the, the femur, was so broken it was sticking out. Oh man. Oh. And he said the pain level was a 10. Absolutely. And, and he said, man, I was just in excruciating pain. But then he said, I moved my leg into a new position and all the pain went away. What? And he said, I wonder what that is. So that's the early story. Then he goes into medicine and he goes into pain management. I'm sorry. I just subconsciously started (laughs) rubbing my leg over here because I'm like, I can't imagine what that felt like. So, but that one thing set him on a path to try to understand how pain in the body works. Hmm. Because he said, when I move my leg... One position, it went away, and I moved it another way. And he said, what's the difference? He said, it must be the brain. Hmm. The brain signaling in one position, and the brain just turning off the switch and not signaling. And he thought, wow, I wonder if you can do something with pain to manage pain. So uh, there's, uh, there's a law of the brain. He says, whatever fires together, wires together. Hmm. So what does that mean? Any mental experience we have, it, it develops a sort of structure in our brain, our experiences, right? They gather together and form the structure. And they, the way it works is through the neurons, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever there's an experience, the neuron will send, an, uh, send signals, right, between neurons. And, and the way I think of neurons is like my hand, the end of my fingers are the dendrites that send the signal. My ha- the palm of my hand is the cell, and then my arms are the axions. Okay, and and so I don't know if you can see this on the camera, but if you interlock your fingers, that's sort of what's happening. Signals are going back and forth. And what he said is the program is happening when these neurons are having experiences, experiences and signaling one another about this experience. And that's how, that's what's recorded and encoded. And the structure of the brain happens when the experience occurs and the signals are sent. So I don't know if that makes sense, but but sort of say with me, because as you learn to repeat a process, different groups of neurons wire together. Okay? Okay. So so I'm going to jump here a second. He said, when you're learning, like a child is learning to speak English, and, and he sees the letter A, and someone says, ah, that's ah. Now, what are we doing? We're firing an A, and we're wiring an ah. Fire together, wire together. We're trying to put two things together. So they, so you're, you're seeing an, an A, and you're hearing an ah. So that's, it, it's also part of that whole sensory experience, right? And yes. That's what's firing and, and wiring. And- yes, and the next example is if you are sad, and then you go eat something. Ah, so the, then you're going to connect you got those it. two things together. That's gotcha. what's firing to something is happening, and then an experience is connecting with it, and that's firing and wiring, mm-hmm. right? Now start mm-hmm. thinking sexually. Uh, we're getting there. I see where I we're going. we're going yeah. here. <laughs> something happens with sadness, and then I go seek sexual pleasure, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm lonely, and I go eat, or I go... I'm. 
Uh, I feel overwhelmed, so I drink alcohol. Now what's happening? The brain is developing a structural pattern of connections, right? And the more you practice this repeated pattern, it happens faster and stronger and sharper, right? So if it happens once, okay, that's one thing. But if you repeat the pattern, you're developing network and you're creating a bigger, larger, deeper, faster, richer network. Mm-hmm. The, the circuits become more efficient at performing the firing, wiring, firing, wiring, bonding, jumping, connecting, building. Now, not to get too far ahead, mm-hmm. but uh, does this have the potential then to almost become automated? Like, for, for instance, I'll give you, you know, we think about Pavlov's dogs, right? Okay. Where... Bell rings, food comes. Bell rings, food comes. That's right. And then bell rings, dog is salivating and hungry even if food doesn't come. Is that what you're saying? It's wired in the brain. So what you're saying is if I've been sad and I put food with that, at at some point, my feeling of sadness will almost automatically create hunger even if food isn't present. Is that kind of what you're saying? That's right. Or sexual desire. Right. 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 If you're lonely and, and you know porn can make you feel connected, right? Mm, mm-hmm. So you got it. So you can strengthen the connections, but you can also weaken the connections. Because he says neurons that fire apart, wire apart. Mm. So we train our brains to jump faster and quicker to our porn solution, or we can face our pain and detach weave in a new response, mm-hmm. right? But the dilemma is, is, is the more you practice something over and over and over, you, you understand how, how hard it is to quit if you've done porn for 20 years and you've set up a network and a structure and you've, you've improved it, made it faster and deeper, and you've, you've grown more connections. Mm-hmm. How, how difficult those are fire... Fire together, wire together. And they come to a group and say, okay, okay, just stop now. <laughs> now fire, but break the wired connection. It's, a, it's like a contortion of the body. The brain wants to throw a fit. I don't, why do I have to? It's like a, a detox. Well, and it's amazing, I... too, because it seems like a lot of this is, uh, we see this in patterns even uh, throughout the year, right? There okay. might be certain seasons, certain holidays, certain mm-hmm. other things that, that have that same kind of uh, uh, firing and wiring effect, right? Yes. Like we see this, you see this probably a lot in counseling practice. You get to the uh, the end of a year and the holidays and Thanksgiving and Christmas, and all of those sort of family things sort of come to the surface, and it's almost like... You mean good family things or, or bad, bad. Family Like things? Like okay. you can go into the holidays, and before the holidays even hit, you wonder, why am I getting moody? Why am I feeling depressed? Why am I, you know, and it, and is that part of it too, that it's not just um, always exclusively internal things that fire us. Sometimes it can be external influences that have had a firing, wiring impact, right? Yeah, I think so. If you have a bad experience and you feel bad when you get there, the bad feel, right? Any two things can wire together or any two things can be separated. I mean, where did all the mother-in-law jokes come from if there wasn't some kind of like, <laughs> you know, this person comes into my house and all of a sudden I want to, you know, run for the hills. And so, by the way, that's not the case with me. I love my mother-in-law. <laughs> so fire together, wire together, 
fire apart, wire apart. I, I want you to explain that a little bit more because I'm struggling maybe a little. Is that just saying you're just redirecting to a new Yes, and let me give you an example. I'm glad you asked, because let's go back. Because remember, he's doing pain management work, and we're sort of borrowing that for our dialogue. So he said he's trying to learn to shrink chronic pain in someone's body, okay? So that in chronic pain, remember what happens. It wants to grow. It wants to take on more neuron. It wants to hijack more neuron systems. It wants chronic pain wants to grow and grow and get bigger and literally take over more of your brain because it's going to own part of the structure and the network in your brain. Mm. And people get caught in pain, chronic pain, and it gets worse and worse. And then it was part of the day, then it's three quarters, and then it's all day, and then it's growing, and they can't do anything about it, right? So he says, how do you shrink that so that so that pain doesn't own a big portion of your brain. What, what if you could reclaim some of your network instead of lo- letting have pain take ownership and expand into areas? Okay, you get a signal, but does it have to own your day? You know? So he says, when you have chronic pain, you can't resist it. And act like, oh, no, no. I'm, uh, you can't ignore it. You, can't, you can medicate it. But he said what you have to do is push back on the pain. You have to oppose it so that you reclaim that network that didn't have pain in it, that now has pain in it. You reclaim part of your brain network, your neuro network, and you must be relentless. You must decide to take that part of your brain back more than pain gets to own it. So you literally battle against the pain. Now, what's happening when I say, okay, pain, and he didn't tell you how to do it. I'm going to make this part up. But okay, pain, you can't own this moment right now. Now, I'm pushing back on pain. I'm relentless. Pain, you can't have this moment. I own this moment. Rest owns this moment. Peace owns this moment. You can't have it. What am I doing? I'm pushing back and I'm literally taking that part of my network back saying, no, I'm going to live here and I'm not, you can't have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm fighting against it. So I'm trying to reclaim part of my brain that wants to be hijacked and taken over. No, not hijacked. I have trained to expand, 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 expand. I want to retrain it. Well, does that make any sense? Yeah, and my thoughts go to uh, a pretty familiar uh, scripture passage, too, in, terms, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, when okay. it talks about that we are transformed, how? By the renewing of our mind, because mm. what I'm hearing you say is that pushback has to begin with a thought, right? Yes. You don't push back from the outside in. You push back from the inside out. Yes, right. So you, you have to use you have a to, scripture. You have to have a new thought yes. when that pain, when that, when what you're saying, that firing moment hits. You have to have a new thought to redirect what it's wiring to. Right. That's right. That's the wiring apart because the old trigger fires, and now you should run away and scream, pain, pain, pain. Oh, it's terrible. It's bad. You know how bad my pain is. Let's talk about my pain. Let it own the day all day. Pain. Guess what? You just grew mm-hmm. more neurons in pain. And this also uh, helps us understand why the the don't do it doesn't work. Because think about what your thought is when you're saying don't. Your thought is still related to what? Your pain. If you if you have that firing trigger and your your thought is don't think about pain. Yes. 
guess what you're doing? You're firing all of your thoughts towards pain. That's exactly right. You so didn't you, wire apart. Yeah. You wired together. So that's why the don't thinking doesn't really help yes. in this. Yes. Or, or just stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop. Yeah. I mean, if you if you say I want to own it, I'm taking it back, right? It, it's different than don't, 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 don't stop, 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 stop. And what I'm hearing you say too is that it's maybe in your more lucid and calm moments, you're creating a vision that you can tap into. So if you say, my life is this, you know, let's use pain again. Yeah. Or we could use pornography. My life is you know drowning pornography. I'm drowning in pain. But I've it, maybe when I'm having a calm moment, when I'm feeling more lucid, I go, but my vision for my life is over here, yeah. pain-free. My vision of my life over here is one who's walking in freedom and, and purity. But then so the I thing would is, bring that over there here. Well, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. now what you're doing is when this screams out to you, you're superimposing the new vision. That's why I think the thoughts are so critical. Right. But I think it's it's important to have that vision somewhat set because otherwise if you're waiting for in the moment mm -hmm. to have a new thought you're probably not going to have oh, it oh i see you're saying get a program get clarity in other words when you're when you're feeling down. stronger when you're feeling calmer yes. like you're not in the midst of your firing right and so when you fire pain you get your sheet of 10 things you want to believe and you start reading them and you force them then you force the brain mm -hmm. to do what you want it to do it's a training of the brain and versus can, letting it take over more of the bad places. And can I tell you from a practical perspective how, because I think what we're talking about here hopefully will resonate with the listeners, but there's a part of me that feels like there's a lot of listeners, you know, screaming at their, at their radio right now going, yeah, but what does this actually look like? And here's what I would say. One of the things that comes into my mind from my own history was when I was trying to combat the shame lies mm. that were my firing wiring you know it's like hey listen any just all those shame lies about i've got to be perfect yes. and, you know all that kind of stuff is when i started taking scripture verses and quotes and all that kind of stuff and saying but this is my vision this is who i want to be at first this feels very mechanical yes but you know what i understand what you're saying because at first it's just like i i have such a pattern and a path that's right. built over here network. that it will yeah. feel like I'm just almost doing something rote, almost just doing something that doesn't have a feeling connection that's to right. it. And not making a difference. But here's the right. thing, the consistency and the persistency that's right. to stick with that. Over time, it's like this started to kind of deconstruct. And you're wiring apart, right? And now I started becoming more familiar with these verses over here and this truth over here. And so I just want to let the listeners know on a practical level, don't think that the first time you're trying to rewire, That's right. that it's going to all just fall into place immediately. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, when you think about how long it takes those patterns to crescendo and continue to build negatively, yeah. the same is true going the other way. It's going to take some time for those things to build. So in other words, for your kind of your neural pathways to get stronger towards good than stronger towards harm. Right. And what, so what's wired in us? Shame and I feel bad, so I want to go to porn. Mm -hmm. Right? And so what we're trying to do is strengthen the other programs. So I feel bad, but I'm going to stand on truth. And I'm going to Even speak if I don't truth. feel it right now, right? That's Even right. I'm going to stand on truth. I'm going to speak truth. I'm going to tell my brain the truth. Because I'm reclaiming this. Mm -hmm. I'm separating that old program because I'm going to redesign it so I can strengthen this. This is what I want to believe. This is what I want to train into my brain. Yeah. 
So, so what's interesting to me is I saw this one-dimensional, like these neurons, one layer, and then I read another article that says, do you understand when one neuron wants something and, and attaches to another, then this neuron network grabs the next one and the one next to it and the one above it. Now, do you understand we're developing like a big giant beach ball of network? It's not like a one little level thing. It sort of owns a lot of terrain. And it's, that's when they say deep ruts in your brain, hardwired in. I mean, do you understand your brain is doing what you want? Whatever you're firing and wiring together, it's going to do more and more and more and more of. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was one level. And then I realized that that was a great principle. It will grab the, net, the network next to it and attach to it and the one above it and the one below it. And so now we've got this round growing area of your brain. And that's why they... Often when they do these uh, spec scans, you know, yeah. which they, they often talk of it in terms of parts of your brain lighting up. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so the thing is, is we, we know from a lot of this neuroscience that the healthiest state of the brain is one of balance, mm. right? Okay. So in other words, where there's somewhat of a, if I could put it in these terms, and please, I'm no neuroscientist, yeah. but I've read a lot on this. Think of it like sort of evenly lit up around your brain, yeah. meaning there's a balance there. Mm. But what you're saying is when pattern, 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 fire, wire, fire, wire, fire, wire, you're essentially saying to one part of your brain, it's lighting up more and more and more. But by virtue of the brain wanting balance, that means other parts of the brain have to get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. No, that's a great point. You're losing. Yes. If you're As gaining expands, in one area, you're losing you're in losing. <laughs> And you think about it. Why would we say somebody's obsessed Mm -hmm. How much of your brain and your time and all this wiring in your head is doing the same thing over and over again? I just can't get away from it. It's, it has consumed so much. Well, I've grown so much of this in my head. And why do we see time and time again that guys that eventually get addicted to pornography mm -hmm. uh, in a very literal way become stupid even if they're smart guys? And a lot mm -hmm. of it is because you're having this sort of, let's just call it kind of the back part of your brain lighting up. And the front part, the prefrontal cortex, where reasoning and all that kind of stuff, it's like going dark. Mm -hmm. And so you got a guy that's just making incredibly dumb decisions, even though you sit down with him in a coffee shop and you're like, this guy's brilliant. Yeah. You know, when he's not firing in that way, it's like, this guy's a smart guy, but... Then the things he's telling me about what he's just done to his wife and to his kids and the decisions he's making that are going to cost yeah. him his job. And it's like, what happened? What? How does that work? And I think it's what you're talking about. There's an imbalance there. You're firing and wiring in one area. Yeah. And it's so I got to thinking about this. You know, when you look at somebody that's really coming out of 20 or 30 years of, uh, of porn use, if you will, and sexual acting out behaviors... I, I, I thought I would create an illustration here. Oh, boy, okay. So <laughs> this is where I wanted your opinion. <laughs> Excuse me. So this little piece right here represents the rest in the, in the sex addict's brain. So just be restful, be calm, be peaceful. Okay, so this is the rest piece. I'm going to put it right here. You're going to hold it up in a minute next to the other piece that mm, we're going to have okay. here. Okay. But, and so I said, I wonder what happens in a, in a sex addict's brain if everything is connected to everything else and wiring all together into this big mass. So, so in the very center, 
We're going to figure out how to show this to you later, but we'll just do the best we can right now. That, that's me. That's a person right in the middle, an individual right in the middle. And so would you please start what, tell me what's wired around that? Would you start reading some of the words? So you've got things like lost, porn, escape, fantasy, magazines, and those are the ones that are most immediately close, addiction. But then it goes out to secret, naked, orgasm, disconnected, shame, release, strip clubs, beauty, infidelity, detached, drifting, live in darkness, urges, closed, sexual development, trauma, wounds, isolation, look good, yeah, loneliness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, So it starts <laughs> growing and a lot of things are connected. And yeah. so I, I, there's really two parts to this, Matt. W- would you read a few other things that are connected? Oh, so then out, out here further away is like, uh, alone is lonely, dating, disease, uh, 12 steps, abuse, macho, what men do, in quotes, um, sneaking, lying, sexual acting out. Oh, and that's connected to it. But wait, there's another wing to oh this. Oh my Let goodness, show there's you. more What here. else is there? Ecstasy, not normal, manipulation, sexual identity, despair, failure, False love, sexual abuse, resistance to change, deep self-hatred. Oh, no, no, but there's another part to the map. Oh, my word. What's going on here? No boundaries, appetite, insecurity, uh, sin, men-hating, sexual anorexia, preoccupation, out of control, destructive, consequences, whoa, counterfeit. Whoa, wait, 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 there's more oh, my word. connected to in this brain. Hiding is per- as perfect, angry, sexual health, fears of inappropriate use, false affection, sex becomes an enemy, no rest, distortion. You're wearing me out here, so, Stephen. So now take a, take, let's hold the rest part of the brain up here. In comparison. Let's talk about the sexually addicted... The sexually addicted part of the brain, okay? Oh, my word, yeah. And so when you think the network has wired together and expanded and taken over more and more of your brain. And probably simultaneously, this is getting smaller and and smaller. Very little rest. Right. Very busy with hiding and lying and cheating and stealing, getting worse, using, objectifying, voyeur. (laughs) You go on and on. So what do you think, Jonathan? This is where I wanted your input. When you think about the brain, what's wired together, how much of it layered and is it spread. And I'm trying to do a graphic here. What, what do you think? Well, my first thought is this is a good visual for helping anybody recognize that you can't simply flip a switch mm. to heal and transform you know, all of say, this. Just tell me what to do. Just give me the one thing right now. Tell me what to do to fix him. Come and tell me what mm-hmm. to do to fix him. And it's like you do one thing and it might a- a- attach to maybe just one of these areas. Mm-hmm. And it's like you've got a hundred or more on here. I don't know how long it took you to do this, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, so I think just even having a recognition that take a deep breath, this to grow this is going to take some time. Yes. And if you look at here, it's going to take a lot of intentionality and persistence, right? Yeah. When those firing moments come to say, wait a second, but I want to be rest, calm, peaceful. Yes. I and, want to be faithful and good and right and, and holy and, and honorable and pure. Yes. And so hopefully that can encourage listeners to go, you know what? I have been feeling overwhelmed because I, I didn't necessarily realize yeah, just how interconnected. Yeah, this is why you're overwhelmed. Right. This is why you can't rest well. You get it? 
Yeah. So good. We were trying to do a little visual here. Well, it's hard to do on radio, right? But yeah. we've got the we've got at least the video said, there. You might want to take a picture of this or a copy of a piece of mm-hmm. it. Let people look up close. We can Absolutely. talk about that later. Anyway, so where do you go from here? That's my presentation. Well, we've got a couple minutes left, and I think what I would say <clears> is, you know, my hope is that the listeners would be able to say you know, maybe I can take a deep breath in my soul today Mm -hmm. that I have been trying to do things quick Mm -hmm. and in a hurry, thinking that because my circumstances are dictating that I need to do things in a hurry, like I need to save my marriage or I need to do this or that, or I don't want to lose my job. And and so you're reacting. But if you think about it, that's kind of the old pattern, isn't it? Go fast. Fire, wire, fire, wire. And so I'm going to, I'm going to hurry and if this is what we're really aiming for, rest, calm, peace, if we want balance in the brain, mm. then we need to have a long vision that says, mm. okay, how many years have I been building this neural network of so, all of these areas? And then say, so what if I go on a mission to say one day at a time, one step at a time, I'm going to seek to rewire into a new area and just... I would tell you this, I think when you have that persistence, and like I said before, it feels mechanical at first. If you persist in it, what you will find is a month, two months, six months, you start realizing there's more rest that's coming into you. And so if I could go back to the book for a minute, Mm -hmm. in the chronic pain story, he talks about people that all day were in chronic pain, and then they started fighting back. And they found two or three minutes where they noticed there was no pain. Then it was five minutes. Then there was an hour of no pain. Then they were getting half days of no pain. That's what he's talking Mm -hmm. about. How do you fight and take back what our original design is to be peaceful, restful, joyful? Mm -hmm. That's the challenge. If you want it, you got to fight for it. You got to take it back. Well, we hope this has been helpful. And if you would like some more help on your journey, please reach out to us. I mean, we want to help you. So you can go to our website at puresexradio.com uh, or you can reach us on Twitter at puresexradio. Uh, we're always grateful for, for you being with us. We hope this has been helpful. And we'll see you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.